States and the Chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany. Thank you very much. Chancellor Merkel, it is a great honor to welcome you to the People's House, the White House. Our two nations share much in common, including our desire for security, prosperity, and peace. We just concluded a productive meeting with the German and American companies to discuss workforce development and vocational training. Very important words. Germany has done an incredible job training the employees and future employees and employing its manufacturing and industrial workforce. It's crucial that we provide our American workers with a really great employment outlook. And that includes making sure that we harness the full potential of women in our economy. My administration is in the process of rebuilding the American industrial base. A stronger America is in the interest, believe me, of the world as a whole. I reiterated to Chancellor Merkel my strong support for NATO, as well as the need for our NATO allies to pay their fair share for the cost of defense. Many nations owe vast sums of money from past years, and it is very unfair to the United States. These nations must pay what they owe. During our meeting, I thanked Chancellor Merkel for the German government's commitment to increase defense spending and work toward contributing at least 2 percent of GDP. I want to thank the Chancellor for her leadership in supporting NATO and its efforts in Afghanistan. This has come at significant cost, including the lives of over 50 German soldiers whose sacrifice we greatly honor. I also appreciate Chancellor Merkel's leadership, along with the French President, to resolve the conflict in Ukraine, where we ideally seek a peaceful solution. Most importantly, our two countries must continue to work together to protect our people from radical Islamic terrorism and to defeat ISIS. I applaud Chancellor Merkel for Germany's contributions, both civilian and military, as a counter-ISIS coalition member. We also recognize that immigration security is national security. We must protect our citizens from those who seek to spread terrorism, extremism, and violence inside our borders. Immigration is a privilege, not a right. And the safety of our citizens must always come first, without question. Over lunch, the Chancellor and I will talk about our economic partnership. We must work together towards fair and reciprocal trade policies 
that benefit both of our peoples. Millions of hardworking U.S. citizens have been left behind by international commerce, and together, we can shape a future where all of our citizens have a path <clears throat> to financial security. The United States will respect historic institutions, and we will also recognize the right of free people to manage their own destiny. The close friendship between America and Germany is built on our shared values. We cherish individual rights. We uphold the rule of law. And we seek peace among nations. Our alliance is a symbol of strength and cooperation to the world. It is the foundation of a very, very hopeful future. Thank you. Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure and privilege to be here today in the White House together with President Donald Trump uh, and have a first personal one-on-one -on -one meeting and an exchange of views. Um, in the period leading up to this uh, visit, I've always said it's much, much better to talk to one another and not about one another. And I think our um, conversation um, proved this. Uh, we talked about the international situation. We talked about um, also um, apprenticeship programs uh, when we met with CEOs and apprentices around a round table. As regards the shared interests that we have, uh, let me look back into the past. Uh, we, the Germans, owe a lot to the United States of America, particularly as regards the economic rise of uh, Germany. This was primarily due to the help through the Marshall Plan. We were also able to regain German unity after decades of the United States standing up for this together with other allies and uh, standing by our side during the period of the Cold War. And we are very gratified to know that today we can live in peace and freedom as a unified country due to that. So I was gratified to know that the President underlined how important he thinks NATO is. NATO is of prime importance for us. And it was not uh, uh, without very good reason that uh, we said during our summit meeting in Wales that also Germany needs to increase its expense, uh, expenditure. We committed to this 2% goal until 2024. We, last year, we increased our defense spending by 8%, and we're going to work together uh, again and again on this. Uh, and we said that, obviously, defense um, and um, security has a lot of different assets and facets to it. On the one hand, it's supporting missions in Africa, for example. It's also promoting uh, development assistance, but it's also helping missions in Africa, for example, um, in trying to stand up for their own safety and security. Security. Uh, we continue to be in conversation. What was important for us today was that we were able to uh, talk about Afghanistan, um, talk about uh, what, as the President quite rightly said, um, the continuing mission in, of Germany in Afghanistan. I am very glad that the United States are intending to uh, continue to commit to the Afghan mission as well. Together we fight against uh, Islamist terrorism. Germany is going to step up its work and is going to continue its work in Afghanistan and also in Syria. We're going to monitor the situation there very closely. We're going to work on political solutions um, in uh, Syria, but also in Libya, what, what we talked about. 
I am very gratified to know that the American administration and also the president personally commit themselves to the uh, Minsk process. We need to come to a solution of this uh, problem. Um, There has to be a safe and secure solution for uh, Ukraine, uh, but the relationship with Russia has to be improved as well. Once the um, situation there on the ground is clarified, Minsk is a good basis, but unfortunately we haven't made yet the headway that we want to, but we are going to work together with our experts in the next few months to come on this issue. I am also here in my capacity as G20 president. you know that we will be hosting the G20 um, visit, uh, the G20 summit, sorry, this year, and I'm um, very pleased that the president has committed to addressing, to as- attending this summit. We're going to talk at some length over lunch about the issues. Um, we say this has trade has to be rendered fairer. There has to be a win-win situation. We can talk about the details of that. We've already uh, seen today when we had an exchange um, with our CEOs and also with our apprentices what sort of potential we can tap, uh, what sort of potential our two economies have. It's very moving to see, particularly meeting with these young people, what sort of work towards the future is being done by our companies there. So particularly in this period where we are transiting from traditional manufacturing uh, to um, Industry 4.0, Um, capacity building um, skills are so important incidentally not only for young people but also for those who maybe have lost their jobs um, and need to be reskilled in order to find a job again and that is an issue I know is very important for you here in the United States but it's also important for us in Germany so I can say There are a number of issues where we will continue to cooperate very closely on the level of our experts, but also on our level. We had a very good first exchange of views, so I'm very much looking forward to the talks we will have over lunch. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll do a couple of questions. Uh, Mark Halpern. Thank you. Um, A lot of Americans now have anxiety like eight years ago as the government here debates what to do about health care. So I wonder if you can tell people what your bottom lines are, what's not in the way. You talked in the past about saying no one should deny health insurance if they can't afford it. You talked about no- the gentleman needs to use a microphone. Are those your part of your bottom line? Do you veto any piece of legislation that violated this? Madam Chancellor, I'd ask you. President Trump's got a different style than the most recent past U.S. presidents. I'm wondering what you think of that style. If you think it's good for the world or if you've got any reservations. Thanks, both. Thank you, Mark. We just have a, uh, a really wonderful group of people meeting later. Uh, we met with 12 pretty much no's in Congress. You saw that a little while ago. And they went from all no's to all yeses. And we have a lot of yeses coming in. It's all coming together. We're going to have great health care. It's going to be passed, I believe, I think, substantially uh, and pretty quickly. Uh, it's coming together beautifully. Uh, You have the conservative groups. You have other groups. Everybody wants certain things. Uh, In the end, we're going to have a great health care plan. Now, I have to tell you that Obamacare is a disaster. It's failing. Uh, I was in Tennessee. We had a tremendous crowd uh, the other night. And they have half of the state is uncovered. The insurance companies have left. And the other half has one insurance company, and that'll probably be bailing out pretty soon also. They have nobody. You have many states where they have one And you have a lot of places now where they'll have none. Obamacare will fail. It will fold. It will close up very, very soon if something isn't done. I've often said politically the best thing I can do is absolutely nothing. Wait one year, and then even the Democrats will come say, please, please, you got to help us. 
but it's not the right thing to do for the people. We have a great plan. We have a plan that's getting more and more popular <clears throat> with the Republican base, with the conservative base, and with people generally. Uh, the press has covered it very inaccurately. People are truly covered well. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be a model to be looked upon. I'll tell you after we're finished. Yeah, danke schön. Thank you very much. Um, well, I'm here as Chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany. I represent German interests. I speak uh, with the President of the United States, who, well, um, stands up for, as is right, um, American interests. That is our task, um, respectively. And I must say that I was very gratified to know the very warm and gracious hospitality with which I've been received here. We held a conversation where we were trying to address also those areas where we disagree, but to try to bring people together, try to show what is our vantage point, what is the American vantage point, and then try to find a compromise, which is good for both sides, because we need to be fair with each other. Each and everyone is expecting for his or her leader that um, something good comes out of it for their own people. Um, for Germany, I can say, well, people are different. People have different um, abilities, have different characteristics, traits of character, have different origins, um, have found their way into politics along different pathways, um, which, um, well, that is diversity, which is good. Um, sometimes it's, it's difficult to find compromises, but that's what we've been elected for. If everything just went like that uh, without problem, we didn't need politicians to do these jobs. Frau Dunz. Ms. Dunz, please. Christina Dunz from the German Press Agency. Madam Chancellor, um, given the experience of the GDR, you are always saying that you are so confident that walls can fall also. For how dangerous do you think this isolationist policy of the U.S. President is, what with the import uh, uh, tariffs that he plans and also with the fact that he doesn't think the EU uh, doesn't uh, deal with the EU um, in a very respectful way? And um, um, Mr. President, America first, don't you think that this is going to weaken also the European Union? And why are you so scared of um, diversity in the news and in the media, that you speak so often of uh, fake news and that um, things, after all, in the, in the end cannot be proven? For example, the fact that you have been wiretapped by Mr. Obama. Nice, friendly reporter. Well, first of all, I don't believe in an isolationist policy. But I also believe a policy of trade should be a fair policy. And the United States has been treated very, very unfairly by many countries over the years, and that's going to stop. But I'm not an isolationist. I'm a free trader, but I'm also a fair trader. And our free trade has led to a lot of bad things happening. Uh, you look at the deficits that we have, and you look at uh, all of the uh, accumulation of debt. We're a very powerful company, country. We're a very strong, very strong country. We'll soon be uh, at a level that we perhaps have never been before. Our military is going to be strengthened. It's been depleted. But I am a trader. I am a fair trader. I am a trader that wants to see good for everybody worldwide. Uh, but I am not an isolationist by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know what newspaper you're reading, but I guess that would be another example of, as you say, fake news. Also, ich ähm, möchte es einfach mal so. Well, allow me, if I may, to put it in the following terms. 
We haven't yet had time to talk at a great length about economic issues, but I would so say that uh, the success of Germany in the economic area, but also on um, security and peace, um, that the success of Germans have always been one where the German success is one side of the coin and the other um, side of the coin has been European unity and European integration. That's something of which I'm deeply convinced and I'm not only saying this back home, I'm saying this here, I'm saying it in the United United States and also here in Washington in my talks with the President. Secondly, I believe that globalization ought to be shaped in an open-minded way, but also in a very fair way. Freedom of movement within the European Union, for example, is a very important element of our economic progress of peace, has been for many, many decades. The European countries for many, many centuries waged wars against each other. We have to protect our external borders because, and there we have to work in on the basis of mutual interest with our neighbors. Um, migration, immigration, uh, integration has to be worked on. Obviously, um, traffickers have to be stopped, but this has to be uh, done by looking at the refugees as well, giving them opportunities to, sh- to shape their own lives where they are, help countries who right now are not in an ability to do so, um, sometimes because they have civil war. I think that's the right way of going about it. And this is obviously what we have an exchange of views about. Um, But uh, my position is the one that I've just um, set out for you. I might add that we have many plants and factories coming back into the United States. Many jobs are coming back to Michigan, to Ohio, to Pennsylvania, to a lot of places where they were losing jobs. And we will have a different policy. uh, But it's going to be a great policy for not only the United States, but a great policy worldwide. And I look very much forward to it. Kevin Cerulli. Well, Kevin, I think we have a very unified Republican Party. After all, we have the presidency, we have the House, we have the Senate. And we're getting along very well, I will tell you. And if you would have were at the meeting that I just attended, where we took 12 no's or semi-no's, no yeses, and within a short period of time, everybody was very much on board. And a commitment to vote yes. Uh, I think we have a very unified party. I think actually more unified than even the election. You see, when they, they talk about me, I seem to be very popular, at least uh, this week, within the party, because we have our highest numbers, uh, the highest numbers that I've ever had in the party. So I think there's a great unification. Health care is a very, very difficult subject. It's a very complex subject, and it's a subject that, you know, goes both ways. You do something for one side, and the other side doesn't like it. But it's really something that's come together very well, and I think it's going to be very, very popular, extremely popular on trade. Uh, with Germany, I think we're going to do fantastically well. Right now, uh, I would say that the negotiators for Germany 
have done a far better job than the negotiators for the United States. But hopefully, we can even it out. We don't want victory. We want fairness. All I want is fairness. Uh, Germany's done very well in its uh, trade deals with the United States, and I give them credit for it. But — and I can speak to many other countries. I mean, you look at China, you look at uh, virtually any country that we do business with, it's not exactly what you call good for our workers. I mean, you look at the horrible NAFTA transaction. NAFTA has been a disaster for the United States. It's been a disaster for companies, and in particular, it's been a disaster for the workers. A lot of the companies just moved. But the workers are screwed, and it's probably the reason I'm standing here. Maybe, number one, that, and maybe the military, building up our military, which we will do, and we will be stronger than ever before, and hopefully not have to use it. But we will be stronger, and perhaps far stronger than ever before. But it's probably the reason I'm here, is when you talk about trade. So I think that we are going to be a very different country. I think we're going to be — we're going to have great values. But in terms of our military, it's going to be much stronger. And our trade deals are going to be good, solid deals, not deals that lead to closing plants and tremendous unemployment. Okay? Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Then via Überhandelsabteilung. When we speak about uh, trade agreements, then the European Union is negotiating those agreements for all of the member states of the European Union. But obviously, there's also input uh, by the member states. Uh, they bring to the table what's important to them. Uh, we have underlined as um, German industry, German business community, and have made the experience that um, any kind of agreement that we have concluded, for example, um, at the very latest uh, with South Korea, brought us more jobs, actually. People were very much concerned about losing jobs, for example, the automotive industry. But in the end, it turned out, particularly as regards South Korea, in the end, it turned out that both sides benefited. And I think it's only fair. That's um, the purpose of concluding agreements, that um, both sides win uh, and That is the sort of spirit, I think, in which we ought to be guided in negotiating any agreement between the United States of America and the EU. Uh, I hope that we can resume um, the agreement um, that we started. We have just now concluded our agreement with Canada, and I hope that we will come back to the table and talk about the agreement between EU and uh, the U.S. again. Mr. Graf, please. Thank you. Ansgar Graf from uh, Die Welt. Madam Chancellor, a question addressed to you. Today, um, we're talking about a trade. The president in the past always said that mul- he um, doesn't like multilateral um, trade agreements, but prefers bilateral trade agreements. Do you think, from the EU's point of view, um, TTIP is um, a bilateral agreement uh, with um, Washington on one side, the EU on the other side? Um, now, is the problem maybe that America, the President of the United States, and the Europeans have a basically different understanding of what the EU is all about? That my, that's my question addressed to you. And, Mr. President, my question addressed to you, if I may. Rejected White House claims that the alleged um, wiretapping on on you, on on the Trump Tower, on Trump Organization, or on members of your campaign was uh, that British uh, intelligence was either responsible for it or involved in it. Um, after these claims are rejected, what is your take on that? Uh, are there other suspects, or um, do you think it was uh, it was a mistake to? blame British intelligence for this. And by the way, my second question, 
are there from time to time uh, tweets that you regret in hindsight? Very and you, seldom. Very seldom, very and seldom. you would have, so you never would have very wished seldom. not to have Probably uh, wouldn't be something. here right now, but so very seldom. We have a tremendous group of people that listen, and I can get around the media when the media doesn't tell the truth, so I like that. Uh, as far as uh, wiretapping, I guess, by, you know, this past administration, at least we have something in common, perhaps. And just to finish your question, uh, we said nothing. All we did was quote a certain uh, very talented legal mind who was the one responsible for saying that on television. I didn't make an opinion on it. That was a statement made by a very talented lawyer on Fox. And so you shouldn't be talking to me. You should be talking to Fox. Okay? okay. Thank you. Ja, ähm, ich glaube, dass der Präsident Well, I believe that the President has clearly set out his philosophy as to what trade agreements have to uh, bring about for the American side as well. I personally don't think um, that Germany needs to negotiate um, and not the European Union. We've uh, devolved our competences to the European Union, so the European Union, or rather the Commission, uh, negotiates on behalf of the member states. So that's not going to prevent us from concluding agreements. For me, indeed, this would be then qualify as a bilateral agreement between the EU and the United States if we had it. But the question is, will it be of of benefit uh, to both countries or not. And let me be very honest, very candid. A free trade agreement with the United States of America has not always been all that popular in Germany either. There have been less um, demonstrations um, against this free trade agreement um, in the United States than in Europe and also in Germany. So I am very glad to note that apparently the um, sort of perspective on that has changed a little bit, at least in Germany too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great honor. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am.